one, two, three. And we are live. Welcome to episode 60 of the Ask Self-Belief Chief Podcast. I'm your host, David Holman, uh, coach, author, and speaker. If you've got any interest in the concept of self-belief, you're in the right place right now. Uh, this is a super, super, super casual podcast. There's nothing particularly on the agenda. We can go in any direction. Uh, I'm taking questions live from Instagram at the moment. and uh, and But we're going to talk also a little bit about people's addiction to the phone because it's something that seems to be coming up quite a lot at the moment that people have business decisions or they you know get their entertainment or wherever they get all these things in one place which is their mobile phone which is such an intense experience because we hold it so damn close to our face so that's interesting in itself i'm curious as to people and i want people to um, hit me up on instagram you know are you addicted to your phone I want to know, are you addicted to your phone? So send in your questions on that. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. So send in your questions. Are you addicted to your phone? I'm going to answer a question that I've had already from uh, Bavka, who says, um, how do you let go of shame, guilt, and anger? Um, I understand that one has to forgive. However, if you give me a few tips, maybe a few practices. So yes, no problem at all. So hello to, to Kia, Anna, um, all of you who've just joined. Um, I've had a number of people saying they're totally addicted to the phone, but let's get back to the question. So how do you let go of shame, guilt, and anger? If you're angry at a particular person and you blame them for all the bad things in your life, you're blaming them for the difficult experiences you're going through. Okay, I want you to put that to one side for a minute. And I want you to think about what are your best qualities? Are you particularly driven? Are you super focused? Are you very considerate? Are you funny? You know, are you a good actor? Are you a good athlete? You know, can you help people in a particular situation or crisis? Are you good as a, you know, you can lead a business? What are your talents? I want you to think of what your talents are right now. And here's what I want you to accept. That if you've got to blame people for the bad stuff in your life, you've got to blame them for the good as well. Because it's those experiences that have tailored you in a certain way. So if you are feeling angry at someone, you know, if you blame them for the bad, blame them much more intelligently. Say, I blamed you for all this horrible stuff, but I've never blamed you for actually helping me become a, a better person, a version of myself, you know, helping me develop a skill set and a personality that allows me to tackle certain problems. For that, I want to say thank you. Wow, what a different what a different response you might get if you went for that one. Now, in terms of guilt, I mean it totally depends what it is. Um and it's a difficult one for sure. I think with guilt, if you're worried about, you know, you've done something and how you repair it, you repair it by using the experience by making other people's lives better because you went through the experience. Sometimes that's easier than said than so they're not sometimes it's more difficult to do that but it's the only way you can get out if you feel guilt is how can you repay people how can you contribute to people who might be struggling and that experience that you've had can make a difference to their life and in terms of shame i mean i think we all feel ashamed at some point and it's a it's sort of a part of life really whether you you know whether it's an embarrassing thing or whether it's something sort of more seriously that you've done you know 
shame is a part of life and we just have to you know accept that i haven't got really too much you can say on shame to be honest but uh you know just to just to make you feel better everyone experiences shame at some point and uh you shouldn't be ashamed of who you are for sure but everyone experiences shame at some point so just you're in you know you're in a you're in a big group there okay so let's quickly roll through the other things so as i said lots of people saying that they are totally addicted to their phone which is interesting um i've got a few more questions i'm gonna get on to the the, the talk about people being addicted to their phone because lots of people are saying they are so I, therefore i want to tackle that the phone there's a study that was done that pro- uh, proved that the phone provides over 100 positive reinforcements per minute that you are on the phone we are going to go for the things, become addicted to things that positively reinforce us the most. And the mobile phone positively reinforces us with, you know, totally unconditionally. We don't have to do anything. We just turn on our phone and we can find our, you know, the thing that entertains us the most. We can find the thing we might find most funny, thing that educates us the most. And we, you know, there are no gatekeepers. We can just access infinite amounts of content. Now, of course, there are places where people may troll you or make you feel bad. And oh, trust me, I've definitely experienced all of those things for sure. Okay, so we're going to go through that. But it's so many positive reinforcements. I think the thing is for many people is I don't know how many people either listening on Instagram or on the podcast, whether they meditate or just take time for themselves to think about what they're really thinking about. Uh, every day I spend 10 minutes in the evening. And if you don't have 10 minutes, you don't have a life. I spend 10 minutes just with my eyes closed and I just sort of think about, you know, what is my mind telling me? Not what's the work in front of me. What is my mind telling me? And you go through those and, you know, sometimes you can go to a difficult and a slightly dark place. You you sort of face, you know, you go through the chain of thoughts or you think of one thing that leads to another thought and another thought. Sometimes it takes you to what you fear most. But it's when you focus on, not focus on, when you remind yourself or realize what the you know what is your fear and actually how you can you know face it tackle it you're aware of it and rationalize it it just makes you feel so much better and reminds you that you are in a good place in in your life okay now many people are scared of that and they use distractions and a good distraction is the phone a great distraction is the phone from the things and the deep thoughts that we have, the fears that we would actually have to face if we weren't constantly distracted or facing entertainment. It's why we focus on small problems because there are bigger problems, or not say problems, bigger things we fear in our life that we choose to avoid and not focus because it would be too painful. Often on the other side of fear is the best things in life, but there are tough moments we're going to face which you know, we don't feel like there's a compelling future after it. You've got to draw a compelling future for yourself, though. And that's what I say for anyone is that if you're going on the phone and addicted to your phone, it's because there isn't a compelling enough future out there for you that isn't reliant on the phone. If you had something, say you, you, you know, you never really, you don't think about it enough, but you really, really deep down actually want to be great at the piano. If you found a compelling future where you've sort of saw a way or found a way to train and be really really talented at the piano and that you found that addictive and compelling every day you might therefore steer away from the phone because you're just outweighing out balancing it the phone is a wonderful invention that allows us to connect with many people but it has a time and a place like everything does 
And if you can't find that time and a place for it, then it's going to, you know, detach you from the real world. That's what the phone does. It allows us to connect, but it connects in a virtual way, which detaches ourselves from the real world. We have to re-enter and come back to that world. Face our actual fears, because if we face our fears and know how to tackle them and provide, as I say, rationalized ways of looking at it and rationalized ways of dealing with it, then we can actually go in a direction that, you know, deep down we actually want to go in rather than follow distraction after distraction after distraction. So those on Instagram who are saying they are addicted to their phone, I want you to create a compelling future. I want you to find something, you know, give yourselves 10 minutes. That's your task for tonight. 10 minutes to do absolutely nothing. Close your eyes. Whatever the first thought that comes into your mind is, think it. What thought does it lead to then? What thought does it lead to then? And continue and continue. and Just keep going and keep going. Just listen to what your mind is telling you and it will absolutely shock you as to what's going on deep down. But it will make you more self-aware. And having self-awareness of who you want to be, where you want to go and you know where you've come from, it will help you remove yourself from this detached mobile phone world, technology world, and back into the real world. So that's what I say. Okay, Anna's got a question um, asking me, how did I come this far? How did he become this successful? I find it amazing. And I, I really appreciate it. I don't know how successful you think I am. Uh, I'm pretty good at what I do, though. I can't lie. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, um, <sighs> these are the sorts of questions that stump me, but I do have the answers to them. Um how do you come as come across as completely confident and humble at the same time? I don't think you can, so I'm just going to go for it. I basically have given up my 20s to do this. And I, I have a strong enough reason why I do this. And that is because my parents they went through IVF treatment to have me. IVF treatment is where, if you can't, for medical reasons, have a child. Uh, you take, you know, these medical procedures to have children. It's very expensive. You have to know that you want it. And there's a good chance that you will fail. And my parents failed and failed, failed over again. But they knew deep down they wanted a child. They were willing to give up all their resources to do it. And eventually they managed to have me. They gave me life. And I, deep down, because I'm so grateful for it, I want to give something back to life. So that's my strong enough reason why. Um, coupled with a few other reasons, I struggled with self-belief growing up and, you know, through complete necessity I studied self-belief and I learned so much that I realized many people face the same difficulties that I did that I can feed back to people and then then there's the kind of the excuse my language the fuck you to people as well it's not the core reason but for all those doubters or people say I couldn't do it to be able to be up every day and provide new content and people look at it and go ha that's you know what? Actually, that's not half bad. That's interesting. Can I can I do something with you? That that I always find funny, but I'll always help them. You know, it's people who take the mick out of what you do, and then actually they they hit you up on a private message and go, actually, you know, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? I'm not gonna take the piss out of them. They need help. So they're my reasons why. So got its core, you know, deep enough reason why. And mine is so so deep. You know, you push through anything. I've had enough people try to embarrass me or uh, distract me or get me to stop or whatever. I just won't. I just can't give up on this. I never will. Oh, I get 
that's a little bit tough that one to talk about um but thank you for the question anyway um yeah anyway so that's that's it right let me move on um okay uh let me recompose myself uh next question what if someone else has made you feel shameful and guilty i'm trying to let go of it i need some practice something i could do every day this is how we work this is how I work. We're talking about breaking limits in minutes. I want you to think about what you're grateful for. And when I, specifically when you think about what you're grateful for. And you can't be, you can't really experience a negative emotion and gratefulness at the same time. Every single morning, the first thought I want you to do, as soon as you open your eyes, is think of three things that you're grateful for. What are three things that you're grateful for? What you do in the first 20 minutes changes the tone of your day because your brainwaves move at a slower rate and are easily influenced at that point. And that is guiding your thought process for the rest of the day in that first 20 minutes. Three things that you are grateful for in your life. And I want you to specifically, in your case, think of things that you've done well for others. How have you helped contribute to others? Because other some people might make you feel guilty about something else, but you're actually providing great value for so many people. I want you to think about what those things are. Excuse me. So that is what how I would break limits in minutes. In your particular case, change the tone of your thoughts. Here we go. Next question. So we've had who else has joined? Chian has joined. Samia, uh, Alex has joined. Sonia's just joined. Um, <laughs> I'm having people say, "Don't be upset. Stay blessed." Thank you very much. Um, it is talk. It is tough to talk about some of these things. You know, when it's as I said, my why is so deeply ingrained in who I am that it's it's. As you can see, it really matters to me. It really matters to contribute to people, make a difference to people, um, which is why I find that tough. I'm, I like to think I'm quite together otherwise, but that's the thing that will get me. Okay. So someone's asked me, Anna's asking, how can a person medica uh, meditate? They've put medicate, I assume put meditate, other than sitting in silence and eyes closed. I'd work on your breathing. So breathe in through your nose for four seconds. Hold for four seconds and breathe out through your mouth for eight seconds. Many of you will have heard me talk about that before. You've got to get your breathing pattern relaxed and calm. Your breathing pattern will probably be racing, go too quick. So you've got to get that breathing pattern down. And when you do that, say four or five times, by the fifth time, you feel a slight shift in your brain. I don't quite know what that is, actually. I'm still trying to work that out, whether it's just because you've got more oxygen to the brain, whether it's because you've slowed your heart rate and it changes, you know, um the blood flow to the brain i'm not quite sure what it is but it changes something chemically in the brain um it makes you think very clearly all of a sudden so that's what i would do i'd get yourself in a sitting in a relaxed state as well and uh, if you need to listen go on youtube and find some some uh relaxing music you know whether you're the sort of person that likes to listen to the ocean um but if you type in brain music on youtube it has a certain frequency which is really really powerful to to get your brain thinking in an optimal way so i'd certainly consider that so thank you for your question um maria's has joined uh, mirrors has joined so yeah so those are the answers to your questions as i said though you need that space for yourself and particularly people are not giving themselves enough time and space because they are addicted to their phone just get it off your phone for 10 minutes. You can't get off away for 10 minutes to do nothing and think in your own head. And I'm guilty of doing this sometimes. If you don't have those 10 minutes, you do not have a life. So that's 10 minutes away from your phone, closing your eyes, 
breathing and actually being self-aware, being you know conscious of your thoughts, your tone of thoughts and what's the language you're using. And that will reconnect you back into the real world, as I said, rather than the detached world. So hopefully that will do. Um, just to finish off the podcast with a comment from uh, Sonia who says, you always inspire me, make me think more. Thanks for sharing the important things. Sonia, you are very, very welcome. That's a perfect way for me to finish the podcast. I really appreciate it. My name is David Holman. If you change today, today will change your life. So enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your life wherever you are. And I'll see you in episode 61.